Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Episode 17, Red Flags with Dr. Robbie Ludwig. You're listening to The Race for the Ring, a podcast about dating in the digital decade. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm a PR queen, a published inspirational author, motivational speaker, mom, and dating diva. Each week, I'll have a special guest dish dating dilemmas and delights with me, and together we'll maneuver how to play the game, not get played, and claim the most prized possession, self-love. Ready, set, go. Hi, everybody. I am so excited to introduce you to my very next guest on the Race for the Ring. She is an award-winning reporter and psychotherapist, a 2020 Best of Manhattan Award winner. Her books, Till Death Do Us Part and Your Best Ages Now, are must-reads. She's a regular on HLN, Fox News, CNN, and more, the host of Talking Live with Dr. Robbie Ludwig. So please welcome my soul sister and more, Dr. Robbie Ludwig. Thanks for joining us. Hello, you're like my adopted little sister. <laughs> I just wedged myself right into your family. <laughs> and, and I welcomed you with open arms. Oh, you're the sweetest ever. So you are someone that I go for unofficial psychotherapy advice on a regular and consistent basis um, with some friendly filterings in between, right? Because um, I'm not an official patient, although I would be <laughs> if we weren't friends already. Um, and today we're going to talk a lot about red flags, like relation as it pertains to relationships, like what people can look out for, um, the difference between red flags and signs, because not all red flags are true red flags, I guess, um, to know the difference between the ones that are scarlet and on fire versus the ones that can eventually fade to a pretty shade of pink or maybe even a <laughs> a blush. So let's, let's start um, a little bit. Why don't you tell everybody, Dr. Robbie, a little bit about yourself for those of um, our listeners who aren't super familiar with who you are and all that you do. And then we'll kind of get into the relationship combo. How's that? Well, I have a private practice for psychotherapy on the Upper East Side in Manhattan. And I work with adults, both individuals and couples. And one of my favorite things to work on is relationship issues. It's like what a lot of people do come to see me for. And it's one of my favorite areas to work on. Why is that? I, because it's so easy to fix. Is it? 
Yes, and to see the positive changes happen. Oh, it's that's just, probably really like gratifying, right? Yeah, it's really gratifying and it's just really a pleasure to be a part of that process. But I also do psychological commentary on television, but very often I'm talking about more challenging relationships that can lead to marital homicide, let's say, and some of the <laughs> Sorry, I don't need to laugh. I was gonna say <laughs> murder. <laughs> Yeah. Some yeah. of the darker stories that we see in, in the news, as well as some of the new research that comes out. I mean, very often I'll be brought in to a new story when they want to understand the psychological angle mm -hmm. to what's going on in the news. And then I write books and articles. So I do a really a combination of three things, therapy, television, and then I host and produce my own show called Talking Live, where I get to interview people like you and yeah. authors and thought leaders who are really making a difference in the world and using their talents and skills in that way. That's fantastic. You're definitely having, using your knowledge um, in, in a wonderful way to influence and impact people's lives in a positive way. So let's stick with the relationship element, shall we? Since this is obviously what the show is more or less about. All those of us who are dating or, you know, looking to date or in a, you know, a relationship that's fairly new or evolving, um, you know, in terms of, of that, like what, without obviously getting too nitty gritty, because I know you can't, what are some of the major things that you see that are fixable in your practice versus non-fixable issues? It's so interesting. When I have people come into my office, they often feel guilty that they want to find a relationship. So these are for the single people. Mm -hmm. They feel like they should be happy with themselves alone. They feel like they shouldn't need to have a relationship in order to be happy. Kind of there's this new philosophy, you should love yourself and be happy with yourself only and just be thrilled with life, even if you don't have someone in your life. And, you know, my philosophy is different. If you want a relationship, I support that. And I think it's really important to make a plan to have that in your life. Of course, to be a whole person, not right. to be a dependent person. So the, the first thing is there's this myth that's out there that can be really problematic that, that good relationships happen automatically. It's walking work, down, right? Walking down the street, you should meet your lover. Um, <laughs> or if it doesn't happen by a certain time, it's never going to happen. And that's just not really my philosophy. I really do believe people who are in a relationship, you know, listen, there are some people who are attracted to people early on and, and those relationships tend to last. But right. I think in general, it's, it's something you need to make a goal and mm -hmm. to incorporate into your life and give yourself permission to work towards. So that's a real shift, I think, when people come into my office. They'll that's be like, interesting. I never like, realized I that that was an issue for people, that they felt guilty that they want. I, but I can see that that would be possibly something that's trending because that is so, even just looking at social media, you know, um, you know the, the, the encyclopedia of all, I'm just kidding. Um, that that is a lot of what people are posting like self-love like i mean and i i'm a you know that's my mo too but i still want a relationship i think people compliment your life and add to it it's not like you know but yeah yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah 
and I see it and, and I've actually seen people and I talk about this, the power of pain, which uh-huh. I really believe in. Like I was working with someone for a, a brief minute and she was in a long-term relationship. She met this guy. It was like very magical. And then it turned out he left her oh, and wow. went else. And she's like, I, I'm feeling grateful in my life. I'm, I'm feeling positive. I'm, I'm focusing on the good. And FYI, she's still single. Yeah. Now, not saying that that's a bad thing, but I'm saying, you know, there's power in pain. There's growth in pain. Sometimes yeah. you need to allow yourself to be in the pain so that you know what to avoid, so, what, so that you know what to look for. And, and just to have that moment, if you're only like, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm me, I'm alone, I'm grateful, that could be where you stay. I think that's a bunch of BS too. <laughs> I mean, not you, and I'm not suggesting you say that. I do though, as a listener and just a woman who's been hurt, like anybody like in relationships since I was, you know, like starting dating in high school or whatever. I mean, everyone has their feelings like destroyed when someone dumps them, right? Well, and I think this person, this patient was destroyed, but didn't really want to tap into and look at it. Yeah. She wanted to, I want to feel good. I want to feel good. And just kind of put a bandaid on a wound that wasn't going to go away, that needed stitches. Yeah. 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 You know? and, yeah. yeah. And I, I've seen this, people who just kind of how do you help someone that, so, so let's talk, let's dive a little bit into the pain. Like, can you go into some of the reasons why it's important for people to be mindful in, in regards to when they're feeling pain, whether maybe they're, they're, you know, they're, they're getting divorced or maybe, you know, like someone cheated on you or maybe someone dumped you or, you know, or maybe you realize that this isn't the right fit and it's painful for you because it's a, it's a death, you know, even when, yeah. no matter if you, the one that's doing the dumping or not, I hate to use that expression, but you're breaking up with somebody, um, you know, or they're breaking up with you. It's still painful yeah. for people. It's still loss. Yeah. Because- during those moments of pain, we realize what's not working. We, we are forced to figure out who we are during those moments and what we need and what's important and what's not important. And it can really change the direction of the quality of person that we're looking for if we allow it to. Um, you know, very often people are attached to a fantasy. Mm-hmm. And when they get hurt, they stop and they pause and they kind of really dissect what the relationship was about, what it wasn't about, and they can learn and grow. And so what was attractive at one point in their life would be a deal breaker at another. Mm-hmm. And that ultimately can shift you and help you look for a more quality person and be ready for that quality person. Cause you did the work. Right. Because you did the work because you looked at what was, why was I drawn to this person? You know, what was I kind of enamored by? Why didn't this work? What was it in me that let me kind of be drawn into this relationship that didn't work? What do I really need? What do I really want? Where would this person be? You know, what's, 
what really goes into a relationship that can thrive? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good point. You and I spoke about the idea of what was the terminology used? Idolizing somebody. Um, So let's talk a little bit about that um, and how Mm -hmm. people, when they, maybe they're in a relationship and they still have that mindset um, for their partner or they break up and they, they idolize, is I using the right term? Is that the right term? Okay. (laughs) They, um, they idolize their, their, um, former partner, former boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever it may be. Um, it's not healthy, right? They idolize. Well, it can make the transition difficult Mm -hmm. because you have any, any other, it could be called romanticize, Mm. idolize. And I I think we don't tend to think about that, right? When we're in a relationship with somebody, we don't think we're idealizing them, maybe at the beginning, but this can certainly happen after a breakup, you know, where people just remember kind of the highlight real moments. Right, the good, yeah. The beautiful moments. And that's what makes the grieving so tough because you're thinking in terms of, missing out on this perfect person but the reality is the relationship would not have broken up if it was perfection first of all there is no perfection right there are perfect fits so it's really important to remember the qualities that were not ideal Mm -hmm. that led to the breakup Mm -hmm. you know to to weigh the pros and cons and to really look at who this person is and who they aren't And sometimes that can take a really long time because we like the idea of idealizing them on some level. Why? Because it's a loss when you realize everything they're not. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's a loss. It's, it's, uh, I mean, I noticed this even in my own life uh, when I was single, you know, there were certain relationships you just idealize. Oh my God, they're, they're gorgeous. They have the best body. They were so charming. They were so popular. They were so X, Y, whatever. Right. X, Y. And you kind of live with that. And then when you see the real picture, it's like seeing a Photoshop image next to reality. That's really good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. And you look at the real picture and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, kind of like, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, they're not all that. <laughs> I wish I could think of the person in this Photoshop image as I did when I loved them. <laughs> oh, no, that's not really it. Yeah. Uh, and okay. so there's that struggle, mm-hmm. but it can set you free for the right relationship. If you remember the bad stuff, remember the bad stuff. Yeah. And I think also we get confused in this culture about what love really is uh, due to movies and culture. Their cultural narrative is if you have this amazing chemistry, even that's like a drug. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, this is, and then we'll get into the red flags, which is really what the show's about. But it's just, you're sharing so much good stuff. Yeah. I can't stop. So yeah, so the so the chemistry the can chemistry. really be a, like almost like an addiction to like a narcotic almost. Like yes, it really they, blinds you, right? And that's another thing that makes it difficult to get over a relationship. Is yeah, our it's habit forming. 
right? This person that we call, this person who makes us feel good, and maybe makes us feel pain too, because there's transference involved. Very often, we're drawn to people that help us work through some of our attachment issues. Right, you know, right. Help us work through and get to the next level. So if you had a difficult relationship, let's say with your mother or father, you might find that getting replayed in your current relationship, whether they're like a parent or like a certain dynamic in your life, we turn them into that mm -hmm. to work through some of the challenges that we need to work through. But mm -hmm. it's habit forming and they actually found that people who are trying to get over a love and when they finally got that connection again with an ex, that it was almost the same high as people who were cocaine addicts. Wow, really? It, it, same part of the brain and it contributed to the similar kind of high. So there really is this high that comes from attachment to somebody that we're chemically drawn to. Huh. And I think, and, but the, here's the sad thing. I mean, who you're chemically drawn to, first of all, chemistry doesn't always last and it doesn't indicate who's a good partner for you. Yeah, that's true. It be something. There are yeah. obviously be some chem but sometimes the people you're most chemically attracted to it may be a sign maybe they're not the right person maybe it's just triggering something in you that you need to work through mm -hmm. that's a really really good point so that leads us to the red flags right so what would you say and i have like a list of some of the ones that i've researched and we can go through them too but i'm just curious um obviously because you're the expert what um what would some of the initial red flags be on the early part of dating like say you know right now we're in quarantine still unfortunately oh i guess we're coming out of it like you know here and there i guess we should the <laughs> yeah oh god anyway it's a whole other conversation but at any rate um a lot of people are dating um virtually uh, which is actually uh, initially was kind of like a, a downer, but I'm coming to find not myself, but others that I've spoken to and I have friends and things like that. They have really evolved into really amazing relationships because there's a foundation is like non-physical, you know, it's right. all like, you know, just talking, getting to know a person's soul more than like their, you know, their body, if you will. And then also either their relationships are becoming deeper because, you know, they're, people are investing time. They're not looking for a hookup. So that's a good thing. Um, so, and for people that might be starting those types of relationships, or maybe they met someone before the shutdown and they're, you know, obviously dating a little bit more traditionally, what would some of the red flags be that you think people should be mindful of? Um, well, I mean, before quarantine, certainly not dating on a weekend, not having that Saturday night date eventually I think is a, is a sign that something may be up because uh, they'd be with another partner. Yeah. Or just that's kind of date night. It's still traditional. If someone can't make time for you on the weekend, mm -hmm. I think that is a red flag. Mm. Uh, it's also important to hear what their history was with other women, what their feelings are about women because, or, or men. Right. 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 It's a long to, to and why is that? Is that because their their patterns might repeat? Because if they really hate the opposite sex and they have a lot of anger towards women or men, that can translate into the current relationship. Like it can't be every single woman is crazy. 
That's interesting. You should say that because that was one of the um, one of the, the I had thirteen things that I pulled, and that was number number seven, where the other person says that their exes, all their exes, were crazy. They're not all crazy. They're not all crazy. And do you think women are crazy? And why do you? I mean, that's that's a red flag to look into. Yeah. Uh, or they don't accept blame for the demise of a relationship too, right? Which is a bad thing. Looking in words, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, worst case scenario, if there's a violent history, you know, when yeah. you're talking about abuse. The other thing is over-idealization. Kind of someone putting you on a pedestal for an extended period of time. That was my next one. If they're like obsessive over you and yeah. they keep telling you how perfect you are and right. how amazing you are. I have someone that does that. Um, and it's like, almost annoying. Like, I'm like, right. stop, and I'm not that great. No, <laughs> no one's perfect you know, and, and then that can lead to punishment, you know, when, when you're not, when you're not perfect, or mm -hmm. it can lead to the flip, the devaluation and isolation. So very often people who are abusive in relationships, they, they put you on a pedestal, they become very dependent and very possessive, I would say. And what's appealing is they're consistent in a way that other men may not be initially. They call all the time, they send flowers, uh, but there's a possessiveness, mm. a jealousy early on. Things happen too quickly. Mm. Interesting. So then what would you advise someone do? Would that be something that would basically be um, a flag that would you would maybe want to end it or dive into it a little bit more with the other person and kind of explore why they're acting that way? Yeah. I mean, I would explore it. It doesn't necessarily have to be about, but if it's too soon, too quick, too much jealousy, like if that's all going on very quickly, very early on in a relationship, it probably means this person has an odd attachment style, which may not be healthy. Ultimately mm -hmm. you need two people to be themselves and to support each other and not be threatened by one another. True. So the, goal, the goal is not to have somebody who's going to hold you back because of their own insecurities and their own issues. How about secretive? Is that like, you know, yeah. that, yeah. I think that could be what, what are they hiding? You know, yeah. somebody follow through on what they say they're going to do. Mm -hmm. If you find that you're making too many excuses for a person, mm -hmm. How about also like um, when they refuse to make your relationship public, like maybe not necessarily just posting on social media because not everybody likes to put their lives out there, right. you know, like we do, <laughs> right. yeah. but, um, but, and that's but fine. It's part, our, it's part of our business. Exactly. That's why. Totally. Yeah. I mean, otherwise I would probably wouldn't truthfully because I don't need the backlash from my friends and family about certain things they don't always right. agree with. Yeah. Which comes with the territory and it is what it is. But I think more so like if you're, they're just not calling you girlfriend or boyfriend, but yet you are a girl. I actually broke up with, I mean, before I was married, I broke up with a guy because of that. Like we were together for a year and we were exclusive. We weren't dating other people. I know for a fact we weren't I mean I wasn't and I know he was and we spent a lot of time together um but yet he would never call me his girlfriend I'm like this is ridiculous like yeah, what, yeah. so I, I and I think too you know listen there are going to be blips in the road for any relationship mm -hmm. but if through talking and communication you can't move to a different space where you hear each other and you're thoughtful 
Mm -hmm. then it's not a mature relationship that's going to be workable. Mm -hmm. No, it's very true. I know. You know, I, I would say a red flag too is somebody who devalues early on. Um, you know, somebody who kind of puts you down in the slightest of ways. Oh, you look too heavy. Oh, you know, somebody who like, or, or whatever, like, oh, like a dig, right? Like, a, you know, a, yeah, like your hair, your hair doesn't look good or oh, shouldn't you be doing more with your life or less with your life or whatever it is that the critique happens early on because you want to have your eyes wide open. And I would also say this, you know, as you're older, you probably have a sense of what you're looking for. So relationships don't necessarily have to take so long, mm -hmm. but a year is a good amount of time to get to know somebody, mm -hmm. you know, to get to know who they really are, not just the photoshopped image or mm -hmm. the, the romantic honeymoon period to really mm -hmm. see who they are in the world and observe that and ask yourself, is this something I can live with? Because we can't change people. It's hard no. enough to ourselves. So we kind of have to say, this is who this person is. Is that okay with me? Because mm -hmm. it may not change. Mm -hmm. And a year is good because that gives you, I mean, as a marker, obviously it doesn't have to be only a year, but like that's a good amount of time as you go through all the seasons and all the holidays and things that could come up and have right. conflict. And it obviously at some point in time, you're definitely having a fight, which leads me to one of my other deal breakers, red flags was when they're mean and they fight or they call yeah. you names and they don't fight nicely and not constructive. Right. Like that's, yeah, mean. that's below yeah. the best and corrosive. And you know, some people can be made aware of that and do differently, mm -hmm. but I think it's not okay to emotionally annihilate a person. No, I and know. of course when people get angry, they say things, mm -hmm. but you know, the nice person versus the person who's nasty and fighting below the belt and looking for the Achilles heel. You know, I, I just think that it's important to ask yourself, what can I live with? Because when you are married, let's say, when you finally get married, then people feel safe enough to not, to reveal who they really are. So and true. Yeah. Yeah. Really try in ways that you hope they would. Yeah. And so that's why I, I think it's so important to look for the character of a person. I, I once read this quote and I'm misquoting it, but um, we fall in love with someone's personality, but we end up living with their character. That's really good. I love it's that. It's really good and it's really true because you can be seduced by somebody's personality, but you're going to be living with who they actually are and how they show up every day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because someone could put on the, you know, the charm and be all charismatic and bubbly and happy on the outside. And then, right. you know, but they, if they're not a good person inside, then they're not a good person. It is what it is. Right. Or per, a girl could be obviously either way. I'm just speaking in terms. Yeah, it's yeah. very, very good quote. I love that. And I'm going to write that down, Dr. Rob. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. That's great. So, um, so true. And how about signs? Like, so um, some of the information I was reading basically explained that 
signs are can trigger growth and it can spark things. Um, and also, well, let's talk about that first. And then I have one more thing and then we're going to wrap up because I know we're running out of time, but there's just so much to talk about. I have to have you come back on. <laughs> You're so good. All right. So anyway, I'm not surprised. I knew you would be. Um, so what would, what would the difference between a sign and if you can kind of differentiate like verbally the difference between a sign and like, I guess, like a red flag, the signs are not necessarily bad, right? Well, a sign is something that you're having a reaction to that you may not like, but you can address and work through in a relationship. A red flag is something that's a bit more extreme and you may not be able to work through it. A red flag, somebody who's not responsible with their bills, somebody who's not a hard worker, Someone who lies, yeah, Some like lies. just bad things, yeah, yeah. Or the characterological stuff, right? Mm -hmm. the, uh, versus behavioral stuff that can be changed with awareness or a willing partner really wants to do better for you. Like they they don't put their dishes in, like they, they leave their dishes in the sink or they curse a lot or something like that, that yeah, maybe bother you. Like you bring it up, like in a relationship, the goal is to become your best self with one another, right? To become the person you're meant to be, to hold right. each other higher standard. So obviously you're not going to be with a perfect person, but if you bring something up and they're aware of it and they really try to do different, then there's somebody that's malleable mm -hmm. versus that's your problem. Kind of the blamer the person that doesn't accept responsibility, that's unable to look at themselves, doesn't feel they should, um, mm -hmm. uh, or uh, gaslights. Whenever you bring something up, they make it seem like you're the one who's crazy or you're the one who's wrong. Kind of this mm -hmm. feeling like you can't bring up issues because they won't resolve anything. Yeah, that's hard. That That's really hard. And then you all start thinking you're crazy. Like, maybe I am crazy. <laughs> Yeah. I don't mean to laugh. It's terrible. It's happened to me. I'm like, wait, am I losing my mind? Like maybe I'm a nut job. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Somebody I mean, not, but yeah. Somebody who doesn't validate you. Yeah. Yeah. You're coming from, um, listen, in the end, the person has to be your friend and kind to you and care about you because life is tough. And there are challenges and either you're going to try to show up together like you're on the same team or take it out on one another. Yeah. But you should, it's better to have a teammate than an enemy, right? Right. But part yeah. of that is the right choice. Right. So it's like if you get a bad deck when you're playing cards, it's a bad deck. You can't turn it into a good deck. You can do the best you can. No, so you get, get, rid of the, get rid of the cards, I guess, right? right? You fold them but, or whatever the terminology is. I don't play cards, but yeah. Right. yeah. But that's where really identifying who a person really is, who they are, is ultimately what you're going to end up living with. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why it's so important to choose right, to choose healthy, because it impacts every area of your life. If you're, and this is why I support people looking for the right relationships and I encourage it and I let people say they want to be in a relationship and I say, that's great. Let's figure out how to make a healthy choice for you. 
because it impacts how you experience yourself. It impacts what you achieve in the world. It impacts how you show up every day. So it's one of the most important decisions we, we make. That's why it's so important to get it right. It's so true. That's all good advice. So take your time, ladies and gentlemen out there. Take your time. Got nothing but time. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Robbie. You were so insightful. I really, really appreciate it. We definitely want to have you back. I think I'd like to have you come back on with me and Melissa Clark at some point. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. And you could kind of like, she had some funny anecdotes and I like to have you like kind of like say, this is a good idea. This isn't a good idea. You could do it to me too. Kind of like analyze our dating <laughs> tactics and stuff like that. <laughs> you got it. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you. Stay safe. Love you. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Race for the Ring. If you liked today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.